0: All right, that's us topic. Is violence ever justified by Allah? Fine. So, then let's start with the story. There was a... There was some, in the time of Rabbi Israel Salanta, in the time of Rabbi Israel Salanta, there was a makhlukus between two towns. So they decided to come to him, like, to decide who was right and who was wrong. So he asked them, how long has this machlokis been going on for? So he said a few months. So he, I heard the story from Moses <laughs> So he said, if that's okay, so everybody's wrong. He said it's a clue. When it comes to machlokis, for the first 15 minutes, there could be a shadow of who's right and who's wrong. After that, everyone's wrong. Why? Because when the, when the starting point was regarding a decision or regarding a policy, so there could have been right and wrong about what the right or wrong policy was, or what the right and wrong decision was. But Peregut gets over that, then it becomes a question of trying to impose what you think on the other side, or trying to take revenge, or to trying to use force to get your way. And those are always unjustified means. And if that's the case, so uh, uh, when it develops more than that, it's always wrong. Uh, In Shanabai's counseling, one often uses the same thing. And that is, when the question is between the husband and wife, so who's right? That's a question you can ask around the original decision which there was a disagreement about, or the original point which the argument started from. From that point on, everybody's wrong. Because allowing an argument to develop is just an exercising bad matters. It has nothing to do with the original point. And if that's the case, both sides are wrong. Now, that's just talking about an argument. Listen now, if you're going to talk about, is there ever a header for something to degenerate into... Because I disagree with somebody or because I hold differently, is there a reason ever to 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 be use force to enforce what I want to do? For sure that's wrong. What's the matter for that? When there was a basting, so do basting have the right to do that? Only within the confines of halakha, which we'll explain in a minute. When do basting have the right to use force to enforce something that they want to do? But when there's a disagreement, which there hasn't even been a hascomma who's right and who's wrong yet so then a hundred times more there's no hatter to even extend the makhlukas and kalva are not to go further than that and exacerbate it, which means make things worse that's for sure not, there's no hatter for that I heard a story once that uh, about Rav Amram Blay who was known to be the big kanoi of Yerushalayim so story he did with Sharim. so one time he saw a TV reporter in Meisharim with his big uh, TV camera and some other resident of Meisharim he decided he's being a kanoi against the fact that there's a TV camera. So he took a stick and he smashed the camera, which I remember Ram Ambroui witnessed. So he stopped and he told this person, he said, you should know, you have to pay him for his camera. You're just a mazik. So he said, I'm a kanoi. So Rambo said, I'm a kanoi, and I've never caused anybody a nezik in my life. And that's an important distinction to make. You can be a kanoi and not hold of a principle... There's never a hatter to get violent or to break things or to be destructive or for sure not to hurt another person. There's a big difference. And uh, so therefore he held it. It doesn't have to be a canoe. If you're going to destroy someone's property, you have to pay. It doesn't have to be a canoe. To, to hurt someone physically, there's not a hatter for that. So that's, uh, that's the aleph. What rights does a in have in order to force Allah? In, in force Allah huh? Well, the rights, number one, that the Pharaoh gave, were in the cases where Basin are instructed to punish and there are Basin who are allowed to punish and they have the aiders to do it so there's a punishment called malchus but that's not to enforce uh, what uh, so to speak uh, whatever Basin wants it's within the parameters of what Basin are allowed to do now there is another law which is not negated to Basin so much but it's something which is more of a shayla when this is practical and that's what the Gemara says in lots of cases that if a person doesn't want to make a mitzvah the Gemara says and, and the runner already says in Sanhedrin, when, when does this thing apply? In other words, when is there a for to make an in Because that's not in the parameters of Oynash. That's the parameter of trying to get somebody to do a mitzvah, which he doesn't want to do. So then again, it's not, the, uh, okay, that's not a mitzvah which is given to every rachit to Mekayim. Right, that if I see my neighbor not wanting to get up for shachir, so I can get into his house and start beating him up until he gets up. Right, it also has to be a base thing. In other words, whoever responsible for ensuring that people are keeping the halacha. So they can, in a case where they have the ability to do that, they can force people to keep the halacha. There's already a big question, and that is if there's more than one basin in a place. So there isn't the basin which has jurisdiction over the place. It's not that there's only one basin in the town, so they're responsible. Then if that's the case, it becomes a big question. Who's responsible? Because if not everybody is is uh, under the authority of one central basin, so it that I have to listen to you, or that you have the right to enforce something on me when there's another basin. Right, which is the name of the basin of the So it's not clear exactly, even to, like today, in most places where there isn't such a thing as a basin of the town, right? either a small town doesn't have a basin, and most big cities have more than one basin. So it's very, it's not usual today. You'll find the case of a basin of the t- city which has the right to be in charge of people keeping halacha in that place. Okay, so that's so therefore to for an organization to take the law into their own hands to be and even then it's not to punish somebody it's to force them to keep a mitzvah and if they, when they say they'll keep a mitzvah so have to, then okay they have to keep the mitzvah it's, it's, it doesn't come as a punishment it's coming as a as a way to force them to do what they have to do Okay, that and then it could be it's about mitzvah the rice so someone doesn't want to take lula, or doesn't want to say shema whatever it's going to be it could be by other things which aren't mitzvah that, that restriction doesn't apply that's not so clear in the Rishon. that's the second point now the third point which uh unfortunately, Ecclesial has a history of, is when there's a mechlokis between Gadolim. When there's a mechlokis between Gadolim, and the followers of each one take the law into their own hands by deciding to attack the, the supporters of the other one or the property of the other one or whatever it's going to be. So, and under the understanding of, this is, because I'm fighting for the honor of my rabbi or my teacher or my god or whatever it's going to be. So, like I said, Ecclesial has, a, unfortunately, a history of things like that. We already know from the famous in between great people from two, three hundred years ago, such as Agamton, the Yavits, and Raviyanis Naibishits, and other people like that. So many at the time, and said that Raviyanis and the Yavits were probably both in Gan Eden. And all the they are probably in Gan And the meaning of that was that when two people who both are Noshim have a disagreement for whatever reason, if they talk our nashim G'dalim then we can say that the disagreement is motivated the Hashem Shemaim whether it's Halachic or Ashkafi whatever the reason is for it but there's some uh, uh, genuine uh, motivation behind what caused the Mechleikas if it's talking to Shemaim ok so it's like a Mechleikas and like we said just like then that it's Mechleikas Hashem Shemaim so both sides are right because they were both right in what they did so if we understand the Mechleikas which both sides would be the Shemaim we can say that Maybe they're both not going to be rewarded for doing what they thought was kavod shemaim, but when it's not shemaim, when it becomes covered of a person or covered of a group, then that's for shonah kavod shemaim. Then it's just the and if that's the case, so when the motivation isn't the same shemaim, so then it, then it just becomes like any other action of chavalah uh, of destruction or of um, being a mazik, which a person is responsible for. That's the second point. Um, now, there is another noise there which is brought up in the post which tangentially touches this topic. And that was, is it mutter to some, somebody who we scared of is going to be a mazik of the rabbim? Is it mutter for us to punish him or even to kill him, to prevent him from being a mazik of the rabbim? And with this, Shaila comes up, is legeber a if somebody who wants to be most of the Jews to the game, and it's going to cause a program, What's going to cause Jews to get punished or killed, whatever it's going to be. So does that fall into the category of we can kill him first? Because it's, it's not it's in order to prevent him, uh, in order to prevent him being mazakas. So this falls into the general rule of Now, except it has to be clear that's the case, and it has to be clear there's no other alternative. So it's a very difficult halakhat to because if there's anything else which is possible to do, so then we're talking about retzicha. And then for sure, we, call, we never condone retzicha unless it's Mamisham's lives in danger. That if you can kill someone else to save yourself. If it's for sure you're going to die, or it's for sure that there's no other alternative. And therefore, those times the post talk about the idea of killing a Moser because he was going to en- endanger the whole Jewish people, it had to be where both options were there. That it was clear that it was going to happen. And number two, that there was, uh, there was no alternative. What today they talk about as being a Moser is normally not the case. I don't know, maybe in some Arab countries it would be, but in most places we're not talking about the then going to kill the Jews. We're talking about maybe putting people into jail or staking money or whatever it's going to be. It's not the same level of Moser which the folks can be discussing with the real Shana Pekach Nefesh. There is a mystery about Moser, for sure. But Shana can you kill the Moser for that. You know, it's, 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 the 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 cheshman of killing the Moisa always had to be that there was a chashash of Ikoach Nefesh. And when there wasn't a chashash of Ikoach Nefesh, then it's not Nagef. And now this brings us to a more modern-day version of the question. And that is somebody who today is, is committing crimes in the community. We call a Mazik, Mazik Arabi. Someone we know is a burglar. And uh, he comes to Shachris in the morning, and at night time he's busy breaking into people's houses. And we know about it and uh, we can discuss it with him and whatever it is for whatever reason it's not going to help he's a mazik or uh, the end we have today someone who we know is a molester or whatever other case it's going to be someone who's called a mazik rabbi. so what can we do about him in other words he's not killing anybody but he's being mazik a lot of people and it's not something which happened in the past it's something which we assume is or could happen again or is likely to happen again because people with those tendencies whatever they may be are unlikely to stop so are we allowed to intervene in order to, to do something about it. So uh, there are those groups which have been formed uh, by whether it's uh, the VAD for this, and the VAD for that, whatever they call themselves, that uh, to take the law into their own hands. Le uh, uh, it's not posture that's motive for two reasons. Number one, it's not posture that's, that's effective. It's not much it's effective because it's true on the one hand that if a person gets beaten up by whoever it is then maybe there'll be more of a fear involved in doing it again but if what the, is pushing a person is factors which maybe he's not strong enough to control so then the fear of getting uh, beaten up by whatever bad or this or that it's going to be is not necessarily going to control them either. That's the first point and the second point is that uh, that it's it Sometimes landed up when people who were ostensibly are on their way to uh, punish somebody, they ended up killing them. And that's for sure also. Right? So the, the, the idea of, like I said, administering justice on our own as a way of a deterrent isn't effective. is isn't effective and it's potentially dangerous. Else the Assurimers can come about from it. I don't know what. There are times when we see that the Clayishol did that. The answer is, that was in the absence of any other alternative. Today, and this is a hara I heard because it was negated to me personally, I was involved in this field, for both the R&D, today, in most countries in the world, there is a police force. And if that's the case, there is an infrastructure in place to deal with crime, whatever the crime is going to be. So that's the case. So then in a, in a case like that, where a person's is magically arriving, and we don't have a way to stop them, so then we don't have to take them into our own hands. We have a police force we are allowed to use. Ah, the question always is, is then is it a question of misteria? Are you allowed to report the Jew to the police? And we're not just talking about it, it's Israel, even being a non-Jewish police force. Is that called being, being a mister to report a Jew committing crimes and he's going to land up in jail for that? But, and al is, when it's the dinner of the mazik to not called being a mister. there were times even when I went to specific cases to Rebarine Leib, Zichar and and he told him call the police. And yes, I even be Magali aside. There was even a case which was involved with Moshe Sternbach, and we asked him what to do. He said call the police. Right? Even the Aida. it's not a. If if, if we have the Mahalach, of have had to deal with something, use utilizing the authorities that there are, which can take care of an issue, which is being Mazik the Rabbim. So that's the Mahalach to go. What's uh, an example? Somebody is molesting children. Somebody is stealing it again and again. It's someone stealing from people's stores. It's not the kach Okay, it depends exactly what we're talking about. How bad it was, whatever, whatever he did. But it's not paying taxes not mazik the rabbim. It's mazik him. But it's, uh, it's uh, so you're just preempting the chiddushim. It's not not paying taxes. So you're right when he gets caught the chiddushim. So reporting him, you're making the chiddushim happen now. We, we aren't achieving much by that, but uh, in a case where there's uh, the reason for the rabbim, then that's the we're allowed to use. Same thing, if a, if we know that a person for whatever reason is going to be aggressive, and he's a violent, ten- he has violent tendencies, it's the same thing. Or if a person has certain uh, psychological or emotional conditions, when when they get into whatever state it is, is they're dangerous people. So yes, we have to report them to the authorities who can take care of them because uh, that, that doesn't, doesn't, it's not just an option. Okay, it's like that, it becomes a khir. In other words, when it's a shayla of being protecting other people, then this is the route we have in order to protect other people. We have to use that. But the idea of taking the law into our own hands to go beat people up because they've done things wrong, 1st like I said, it's potentially dangerous because uh, you, sometimes you don't know how far it's going to go when you decide on your own to, to administer physical like damage to somebody else. Secondly, it's like, unlikely to be effective. And at the end of the day, and this is what needs to be said, it's potentially dangerous for yourself because most most authorities in the world don't appreciate uh, you know, the militants taking the laws into their own hands. Another you're more likely to risk yourself than that than actually affect the other person, right? They don't like these things, so it's more, you're more likely, like, like I said, like I said, to get yourself into trouble than do anything else. And not only that, when when the people who do take the law into their own hands, this has happened a number of times in last year's nisholayin, get caught. Then it's the Rabbanim who behind them, they get caught too. Because if they're going to say, well, the Rav so-and-so told me to do it, then he's inciting to violence. And it's a, it's a, somebody of authority who's instructing you to commit a crime, the rabbonim is standing in jail for this too, for instructing people to commit crimes. So it's not, it's not the mahalach which is, like I said, number one, effective, and number two, likely to work. If that's the case, there's also no halakhic sanction for it. Uh school you tell the kids to fight back. If it's, uh, if What's negated schools and kids is different, a different we're not talking about uh, this kind of thing but it's uh, even then normally the other Mahal which work better uh, than telling the kids to fight back. It's either killer case. We're talking now about adults so uh, there's a better way to do things. Um. I can't, uh, punch someone 100%. and Shabbos is It
1: probably was Mr. <laughs> That's probably It's
0: to compete. It. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, s- okay. against the government? Like now we're government property. Shame that being to mazik mazik themselves. What's going do the see Magic, the the so is it more for them to do that? No, it's not to be a mazik. We said before. It's to be a mazik. But uh, Zemir, you have to get involved things with you. The way, where these things came up, and that's we find very few uh, was written about this, obviously, but like at the, towards the end of the Russian Empire, the late 1870s, 1880s, or even the beginning of the 1900s, where there were so many different attempts of people to try and overthrow the Tsar. Eventually, the communists will succeeded, succeed. But lots of people tried before that, uh, involving lots of Jews. Involving lots of Jews, because it was very oppressive to the Jews. And were, a lot of them wanted to fight back. And this was always a big question. If a person is aware of such a thing, is that as someone who's being mazik the rabbi? Because if the authorities, especially in that system, find out that there's a, like rebels in a certain place, would they kill the whole everybody? Would they react against everybody? And if that's the case, was there a Masira to show that if you're good citizens then we report uh, traitors to the government or other Ever, you're not allowed to do it in which case it's being and that, that's a real shahle that was a real shahle because it's a of the nefesh in both directions but it's a uh, and you see it, not, not much is next to obviously no one could write such a truth openly right? but uh, there was that of is, is this a case of a person who's endangering everybody by what he's doing in which case we have to protect ourselves maybe the other way around you can waste another dude to get killed that's even worse this was always a shayla, but in cases where it's not like that. In case where it's clear, someone's doing something which is mazik. The rabbi, like I said, it's not—it's not, it's not a shayla of killing him. It's a shayla of preventing him. Then, for sure, the is that we're to do that. We have a to protect to protect everybody. So, I have out of hand. Of and they are to get there the best thing is it's not always possible to do.